What's going on, everyone? How are we? Birdman, Big Apple, Operation Unknown. What is this, episode eight? Uh, yeah. Yeah, episode eight. Is that right? Yeah. Yeah. Sounds right. All right. Works for me. What's going on? Oh, just getting things ready for the big trip. That's right. You're heading over to good old Utah, aren't you? Yeah, I'm heading, heading to Mormon, Mormon land. You're, you're going to be staying. Casa de Gorby. <laughs> I was going to say, you're going to be staying in the room I'm recording in right now, actually. You get to hang out with uh, that giant bear behind me. I'll I'll be gentle. (laughs) I hope so. (laughs) But yeah, yeah, I still got a little packing to do, and yeah, I'll be heading out tomorrow morning. Obviously, this will be a week later. Week from today, actually. Yeah, if all goes according to plan. We thought it'd be a good idea to... uh, open the Corona Seltzer. But other than that, we thought it'd be a good idea to go over some more of, uh, or go more in depth of uh, an episode we discussed in season one with the conspiracies going on with 9-11. So we decided to invite one of the two guests from that episode back. Rob, how are you? I'm doing pretty good, man. Over here and uh, Yeah, I've been good. Uh, working a lot, you know, uh, just taking it all in. Living the dream, as they say. Oh, yeah? What dream is that? If this, if this yeah, is the dream, sure. I don't want to know sure. what the nightmare is. I'm not <laughs> sure. Whatever CNN tells me my dream should be. <laughs> okay, um, that's it. <laughs> well, yeah, so yeah, obviously, excited to be back. Thank you for having me back. Yeah, well, yeah because um, obviously 9-11, I mean, you know, I mean, this is going to be our second episode, but we could probably do 10 more. I mean. Right. Oh, yeah, I could go for three a, days. Yeah, there's, there's a lot into it. But, yeah, we definitely wanted to do a, a second part to it and i know i think we discussed it the before we started this season we were discussing whether we were just gonna do it like back to back and do the second part at the beginning of this season but figured we get a little little variety in and, and then come back and as as the as the redhead at the white house says we circled back to it so yeah i'm, I'm gonna circle back to not answering you later <laughs> And I know early on, we did discuss a lot of like the the basics of what happened that day and everything else that went on. We kind of touched on some things, but I figured if we're going to have another guest on, might as well have someone that was on the first time, if not both of them. My brother couldn't make it, but uh, it seemed to me, Rob, like you had a lot more you wanted to say and talk about the topic. So that's why I'm actually could join us today. Thank you. Yeah, I feel like uh, we touched a lot of different subjects that you, if you dive down deeper, it gets even dicier. And some of the particular subjects, like, uh, you know, there's different conspiracy, you know, branches of this particular conspiracy theory. The ones that I kind of carry the most weight are the smart people bringing up scientific angles of things. Mm. And I feel like a lot of that is overlooked for the, you know, the more tinfoil hatty sort of stuff. So and that's I the think thing we with touched this on both. Is, yeah. Right, because, I mean, you have your, some of the off-the-wall stuff, and, and, and just, that's the case with, you know, a lot of the stuff we discuss on this show, all the different right. conspiracy stuff. You have your, mm-hmm. you know, again, like you said, you know, your tinfoil hat wearing 
people that it's just like, all right, come on, you know, that's that's a little far fetched. Face lasers but, and yeah, right. Like that. <laughs> Where there's you know as you know as we'll get into, I mean, there's these that have been done, you know, on right. this topic. So that you know adds a little more weight to it. Where it's like, okay, this. I, I can sit down and listen to this a little bit more than, you know, Elvis right. did it, you know, kind of thing. So, and that's the point of revisiting some of those more scientific angles that people might not have, you know, even considered. Right. Cause I know, I know one of the biggest conspiracies about nine 11 that is that are out there is the fact that, well, well, it's the collapse itself of the towers. Sure. Okay, and then there's the collapse of Building 7, which we can get to later on. But let's start with the actual collapse of the towers. Why Why is it that anyone, I guess maybe scientists who actually know what's going on when it comes to like explosions or fires or buildings, pretty much were the ones that brought this up. But no one in a million years, I, I at least me, the layman, wouldn't have thought to myself, oh, these towers collapsed because of something other than the planes crashing into them. But that's not the case, apparently, to a lot of these scientists. Right. Yeah, absolutely. The thing is, uh, I've been seeing a lot lately um, in in the conspiracy sort of realm is trust your eyes. And that's a good rule of thumb. Like you want to trust the, you know, the background and the framing also because you want to believe that everybody has a benevolent sort of um, intention. But, you know, trust your eyes when you see something you only you know best. Mm. So you look at those towers go down and in the moment, there's a lot of geopolitical implications and, and the shock value of it all. But when you put all that away and you get a chance to just really just look at it for what it is, you know, changes your mind. If it doesn't, then you're still asleep. Right. And a lot of people think that because of the way the towers fell down and a lot of the people that actually saw the debris and everything after the fact, it, it, it just didn't seem like something where a plane crashing into the building would have done this. There was something else at play here. And a lot of people do think that it was controlled detonation that did this. And I agree with those people. Do you? So you, yes. so you, you believe 100% that that is what happened. I, I, I'm not uh, an engineer or, um, mm-hmm. you know, a scientist by a professional scientist, but I would say without a doubt, there was, it, that was a controlled demolition. Okay. Just by just by the 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 properties of wa- watching it, and even if you just take it side by side from the Horseshoe Casino back on Discovery Channel in the '90s when they used to show you, they were bringing it down. If you put them side by side, that should be enough. You know what I mean? But when you dive deeper into this whole organization, it's like the engineers and scholars for 9/11 Truth that do this type of stuff for a living. Right, and you that know, group, if I remember stuff. right, it, it's something, I mean, there's like 3,000 of them or something. It's not like it's just two yes. dudes in their garage, you know, running some right. experiments on a computer or something. It's, right. there's, you know, a, a significant amount of people that are part of this group. Right, right. and, and it, I'm supposed it, to believe smart people, smart people and the science, trust the science. Well, there's a lot of, there's oh, a lot of physicists, yet. there's a lot of architects, there's a lot of engineers that all yes. banded together and kind of, they're trying to come up with this hypothesis that, these buildings were blown up and that's why they fell. And I don't think they're declining that or declining. They're not denying that planes hit them. They're just saying the reason they fell, something else was at play here. Right. 
Well, well the, see, that, the that one guy, in, yeah. That was- that dives into the the tinfoil hat people that you know. Say, yeah, that was my point. You know, we could go that angle, but it's more important that we go this other angle, right? Yeah, that has like scientific and geopolitical implications, as opposed to like space lasers, you right? I mean, but there's one one guy from uh, Brigham Young University. He was, uh, you know, scholar and and, and professor. Uh, Stephen engineering Jones. and and whatnot. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, Stephen Jones. Uh, Stephen Jones. Yeah, Stephen Gray is another conspiracy guy. Stephen Jones actually did a lot of studies and he, um, from what I understand, he tried to create that pancake theory. Mm-hmm. Um, and he looked, he looked deep into the NIST investigation where they said, uh, you know, it was just from the fires, it was structurally impaired and it caused this pancake sort of collapse and it just collapsed under its own weight and got momentum. So the problem with that sort of, argument is that it fell at free fall like there was nothing in the way so if it pancaked hundred and something floors let's say if you stop for a second drop stop if you add even like a 0.05 of a second it still takes you know almost a minute you know what i mean because it's going to keep getting resistance right you're going to get resistance in physics you get energy down and energy up that's one of newton's laws you know, you're going to eat, get an equal and opposite force. So if you have a piece of something falling onto another thing, it's going to generate power down and up. Mm-hmm. So it would it would definitely create more time. I mean, that's one principle. The free fall, that's one really good argument. The fact that it was pulverized into nothingness, you know, it just kind of fell perfectly into its footprint. You could see all kinds of squibs coming out where it was popping out, popping out, popping out all the way down. All the as way if, underneath the collapse. As if there were. So you see, yeah, you see the top kind of cave into the structure, and then it just falls into its own footprint, into nice, neat little angle cut pieces of steel, ready to be thrown on a barge, sent to China, melted down for scrap. Right, because even even at the top made of the into building, your iPhone. even at the top of the building, right, it's, right. it's probably a piece in there. Even if the top of the building collapsed on the top of the other floors that yes. weren't on fire. Because I, right. I would assume that maybe only what ten to fifteen floors were on fire from this explosion. Yeah, it was. A you would think of the floors, building would still. at least hold the top of it for a little bit, like you were saying, right? And, and or maybe, it would come down and tumble off, right. and you know the rest of it would kind of still be there. Given given the 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 way that it was engineered with this intense steel core, it was like a steel core. It was an it was an engineering marvel, you know. Mm-hmm. And they put all the elevator shafts in the center. The way that it collapsed, there's, there's a couple of principles that they talk about. It, there's the there's the free fall. There's, excuse me, there's the acceleration accelerated down, which it wouldn't do if there was something in the way. If it was pancaking, throw that out the window. If it was pancaking right. on the way down, you'd be adding like 12 seconds to the whole fall. Right. But naturally, if you were on, on top of a building, 110 stories or whatever it is, and you dropped anything, a billiard ball, you dropped an eight ball off the top. It would probably hit the bottom in 10 seconds, mm-hmm. you know? And if this whole building with all of the, fr- all of the structure it had is falling in 10, 11 seconds, it speaks for itself. But there's a couple of, you know, other principles that they talk about that are really important too, is the, uh, the symmetry of the fall, the way that it falls. And the fact that things were, um, had an outward trajectory, like they were finding, you know, bone particles 
on buildings a block away. When you see it, it's all going just out, you know? So right. if there was nothing pushing it out, it would have just fallen, you know, into this messy pile of building. Well, I mean, there were also, you know, we know we all know Birdman loves witness accounts, but there were also witnesses oh, great. hearing <laughs> separate explosions, right, as the buildings were falling. Well, yeah. I was even going to bring that up. And again, I mean, it, it's they're hit or miss, you know, witness eye accounts. But the thing with that, though, is there's also video because this is a very well-documented event mm-hmm. that, yeah. that you can hear supposedly explosions you know, on these videos. So I'll take, I'll take that over an eyewitness account. Cause especially right. something like that. I mean, you're going to get a million different stories because everyone had different angle, different, you know, and it was right. the, the amount of just, you know, just trauma of, you know, witnessing that. I mean, it's going to, your, your memory is going to be a little skewed and everything. Like I said, I've never been a real big fan of, you know, the eyewitness accounts for, you know, and I mean, there's, there's a time and a place for sure. Well, that's right. a, that's a well-documented thing witnesses of traumatic events are are usually in in law enforcement they're not very held with a lot of weight because you know they just underwent a traumatic event right i mean you can you can pull pieces from it and everything but it it certainly isn't the gospel you know but yeah i mean it it, it can be helpful for sure Uh, it can be helpful right that's my little (laughs) right yeah when your body's when you're in shock there's probably very little you might be able to remember right sure at least accurately. Sure. You know, a lot of these scientists were also saying that, you know, in the dust, they found like these thermite and nanothermite composites that were in the debris. Yeah. Which well, that's what's the accelerant. Right. That's, right. Which that's probably wouldn't the, be there if the building would have just collapsed on its own. Well, and that's what the, that, that this other group, they, I th- the they were the ones, I think, yeah. yeah, they're the ones that found that and took it to, uh, was it the National Institute of Science NIST. and Technology? Yeah. yeah. Took right. it to them and they said there wasn't, uh, good enough chain of custody or whatever on when they, <laughs> so they couldn't you they slip couldn't. some thermite in there. <laughs> right. That basically is what they're saying. And then, so the engineers are like, all right, well then you go test it. And they never did. So. Right. Right. But, well, yeah, yeah, the, they, the thermite, the thermite, I, um, if I remember correctly, thermite burns at like 4,500 degrees. So that's what makes it such a good high velocity accelerant. Mm-hmm. And I, I don't know if they, if they just put a charge on an angle if they if they had to stick a charge or if they could paint it on. Well, and supposedly and this was like nanothermite or whatever. It was supposed right. to be even, you know, it was like thermite on steroids, basically. Yeah, there's that, the nanothermite, because it's, it, it's the surface area. I guess it's a crystal. So the mm. surface area of it being smaller makes a ex, uh, better accelerant. But either way, steel, I think the the line is that steel is burns at 2,400 degrees, and this is burning 2,000 degrees Hotter. above it. So that's why it's such a good thing. The, the The point I want to make about that is they were clocking temperatures in the like fifty, like in the th- like super high temperatures thermally from satellites and on Ground Zero. They were saying that the temperatures it was like a foundry. Some of the guys there was a, a a parking garage underneath the World Trade Center for people that don't never been there. There's a underground garage there. And they were saying that it was pouring down the beams. It was molten steel. Mm-hmm. You know, it was like a foundry everywhere, like sl- like lava. So for you to think that it was just an open air office fire of chairs and copy machines, uh, you know, most of the kerosene or, or uh, well, jet fuel in this case would have burned off, you know, by now. And, you know, for it to just turn into this molten, where is that energy coming from? 
Okay. It's got to come from someplace. It didn't come from the plane hitting. Say a plane hit. The plane comes in, hits. Most of, most of the fuel is in the wings. It blasts off in one good burn, burns a couple of floors. For it to have the which, energy Which is what you necessary. initially see on impact is the giant fireball. Yes, you see a fireball. So that let's say that's half the tank. So you're saying that it had enough fuel in it still to make that building lava? Yeah. <laughs> the whole building. It turned into... Par- they said that the dust from from there was unique. Like they could tell that it was from the World Trade Center because of the unique composition of it, of the, the thermite particles. It might have been thermate, but uh, iron oxide, which is a, a byproduct of the chemical reaction from the fire in the thermite. So they're saying they had all this science pointing at it, and I can't, I can't believe Popular Mechanics and NIST didn't pick it up. Right, <laughs> right. That's what Jones was also saying from BYU is that, you know, he was citing photographs from the site, yeah, showing red debris being removed, which yes. means it was still like hot. It was still, it was molten, like you were saying. Yeah, it was still molten, right? Well, right. Like, they were even like, I don't know the time frame, but I mean, they were like hosing down some of the like the excavation equipment as they were removing stuff because mm-hmm. it you know it was still so hot that yep. you know they were they were having to you know hose down the the front loaders yep yeah because it would have damaged the the equipment right so here's a little here's a little inside i used to work down there for i worked down there for about five years this was about six or this was about seven years after 9-11 but i knew guys that worked down there you know that were there you know what i mean so right. they were telling me that during the cleanup, the initial cleanup, they had all kinds of federal, obviously for investigation, they had federal officers, they had all kinds of stuff, but they had certain section, I can't remember which tower it was, but they had a certain section kind of blocked off where no, no cleanup, anything was going, they were handling their own cleanup. And they were saying that it was because that's where they kept a lot of gold and it was so hot that they were worried that they weren't going to be able to get it out. It's just going to melt into like this one giant brick, amorphous <laughs> brick, and they were going to have a real hard time getting it out. Right. So they rushed, they rushed to get that out. You didn't hear, hear that from me. Right. See, I, I, just kidding. I don't care. I don't, I'm, just I'm not, I'm not really a paint expert. Or Was that all the like gold that? that Jeremy Irons went after? Yeah. In a uh, diehard. Uh, Jeremy Irons. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Good one. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Hans, oh, Hans' brother. Yeah. <laughs> Hans, one other thing. Bobby, one other thing for the heat. Night. <laughs> uh, you know. So the heat. The other heat thing that I wanted to bring up was uh, pyroclastic smoke. That was another characteristic of the controlled demolitions. When you have like a volcano erupt, or you have uh, a controlled demolition that's using a high velocity. Accelerant like thermite, creating extreme degrees and like, you know, combusting all at once. You get the kind of smoke that you get is different. The kind of smoke that you get in an open air car is like black billowing. You know, when it's starved of oxygen, it starts smoking this black gross smoke. Right. But when you're when you have a, uh, an explosion, of that kind of magnitude, like a volcano erupting or something like that, it's a different kind of smoke it is like a curling it looks like an ocean like an asian ocean tattoo you know what i mean like where it's kind of this curling constantly moving thing 
and it goes over water. It goes over all the stuff. If you look at any video, you'll know exactly what I'm talking about. Right. But that's something that you saw from the collapses of the towers too. And if you look out over onto the Hudson from the other angle, you see a lot of angles that were from like Hoboken from Jersey looking that way. When the towers come down, it was so close to the water that the smoke went like four blocks over everything and goes out onto the water. Mm -hmm. So, and that's not just smoke, that's energy. That's, it needs to go somewhere. It's if you're in that, when it's going, especially if you're close to whatever the blast is, you're going to get fucked up. Excuse my right. language. You're going to get screwed up. You well, there's there's no excuse the language on here. That's another, <laughs> that's another, <laughs> yeah, it's but that's another uh, specific little tidbit that a lot of people wouldn't even notice. But then when it's brought to their attention, they say, huh, okay. Mm-hmm. And it, it starts, starts to build a picture with the science, you know, because if mm-hmm. you can, if you could see it with your own eyes, and say, eh, I don't believe that. Now look at it a little closer and try to figure out what makes sense, like what actually makes sense. And in this situation, this guy, Stephen Jones, he's fantastic. He's done fantastic work. And those guys, uh, the engineers for and scholars for 9-11 Truth, they put out some really, really good brown, groundbreaking stuff that probably should get a lot more attention. Right. Right. If not, and that's the thing you need, to, to. you need to like take, you know, everything else involved with this aside and just look right. at the collapse itself you right. know as just a collapse yes. it's tough to do because so much is you know encompassed with this that there's a lot riding on it right. yeah because anytime i see it i'm ready to go you know i'm ready to fucking read you know? <laughs> right. but that's the thing a and lot you of don't want to think yeah go ahead. go ahead a lot of people that think that explosions or controlled debt wasn't the reason these things collapsed the way that they did is you know, I'm not I'm not a paint ex- expert, but they're saying that the thermite that was found was in the primer paint in those buildings. I don't doubt it. But I feel like would they have found more thermite than should be in the primer paint, like regularly? Or I don't well, know if, if you think about it, if they take the, if they took it and turned it into a latex sort of mixture, where they could go into like we were talking about on the on the first episode, mm-hmm. I, I I wasn't blaming the elevator guys, but I'm saying. You got access to all the inner, that's where the core was. And in order to bring something down, yeah, sure, you could have set a bunch of charges in corners, you know, because it was just an open floor plan. So you could have planted some easy charges there real kind of quickly and discreetly. But to get to get that building to come down the way it did, you needed to get to that core. Well, and here's my thing again. I have no engineering whatsoever. But if this was such a, you know, technological marvel or architectural marvel or whatever, if you say you right. just planted charges, you know, on the corners or whatever, and just any building, but if you have this solid steel core, wouldn't the core like still be standing there afterwards? Yep. You know what I'm saying? Yep. So you would have just peeled off the, the outside and it would just be this elevator shaft that goes. So even if it sky. was the, even, you know, we'll, we'll go to the hypothetical what if world mm-hmm. that the plane, whatever, maybe those top 10, whatever floors start crumbling. Mm-hmm. And let's, if they start pancaking, you know, coming down yeah. naturally, but again, the, it would, you know, you would still have that core sticking yes. up at the end. It just would have, again, yeah, right. just peeled down. So right. yeah, for the core not to be there when it all right. is said and done, then that there is something to yeah, it. Yeah, it's a great argument for uh, like an easy solution. You'd still have to set a charge of some kind. You still have to have it's an accelerant, but you'd still need to set some kind of charge up there. Right. So to just have 
it easy wired together, like a little sparker, easy wired together and just paint on a beam, paint on the beam. And you paint them, paint them all in an angle. You could be sloppy about it too, because it don't matter. You just got to get that angle. So it slides into the footprint. Right. Because that's what they would do. They would, in a, in a situation where they're bringing anything down, they'll just paint the beam. They'll just put the charge on the beam so it cuts on a 45 degree angle and everything slides in. So that there's the least amount of damage to the structures around it. That's it. You know, that's why they call that's why it's controlled demolition. Right. They're trying to bring it into one space. They're trying to bring it, control it into a nice, neat little pile to come and truck away. Right. And I think I mentioned this last episode that, but just to go back because we're talking about the collapse, you know, everything I've read or researched or seen on documentaries said or these architects said that the the way the reason they built these buildings the way they did was that if anything were to hit them and they've actually i get i don't know how they did it but apparently they they said planes that were bigger than the planes that hit the world trade center that day would not have caused the collapse the weakest point right. of those buildings were the corners but these planes yeah. both hit on the face they hit on the face dead on yeah right so you know, if they're telling us that when they, you know, oh, we built it because of this, and you know, nothing will happen. Well, again, even if they hit the corners, it, it's back to it's right, going to peel. Right it's going to peel down. You know, yes, so. we're back to science again. Back to science again. <laughs> but the the reason that they were concerned about this was because the I, I would imagine I think it was um, like about a decade prior. I don't I don't quote me on it, but the Empire State Building was hit by a seven o seven. So now these planes that hit the World Trade Center were uh, slightly bigger. I think the 707 is a smaller commercial jetliner at the time. Where's Joe when we uh, That this was designed, and that's what they were concerned about. But, you know, they were saying, and even the Discovery Channel, you can go back and look it up. They were saying it should, before this whole happened, they were saying that this could, this was designed to, to sustain multiple hits from an aircraft and be, be okay. Right. Well, so the it, fact that, yeah, good. Go I was gonna say, I mean, aren't these like the only buildings up to this time and since yeah. that have ever that's like a, collapsed from? That's exactly fire. what I was gonna say. Okay. That's exactly the point I was about to make. Yeah, it, sorry it, to jump the gun like, there. No, 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 that's great. It's great that we're thinking the same. Right. But the point, the point that you're making, and if it's the same one I was gonna make, was that this has never happened ever, and then all of a sudden on this particular morning, it happens on the one of the most engineered piece marvels of 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 architecture and it happens on three buildings in the same spot it never happened ever before and then all of a sudden it it happens in this one spot and you have to remember these buildings aren't that old compared to a lot of other skyscrapers in in manhattan buildings were made in the 70s you know and even still the empire state building gets hit by a you know, not a bigger plane, but somewhat smaller. Yeah. And that thing was right. built when? And I don't even know, the 20s or 30s or whatever. You could still hit it with, you could hit it with three planes. That thing's not going down right. unless we need something from the Middle East. Right. Or you know what, I mean? possibly, what possibly could we need from the <laughs> Now I'm just ranting. Uh, oh, uh, ranting so, is also so, welcomed. So the ranting has just begun. <laughs> I'm trying to think if there was any any other stuff that about this, about controlled demolition. No, I think we covered all those principles. Right. Like, it just look at the science, you know. Yeah. Well, I mean, one of the things that bothers me is that uh, NIST and then other scientists have actually refused to debate any conspiracy theories on this because they don't want 
to make those conspiracies credible. But if these guys were scientists sure. or investigators, you would think they would sure. want to do this, right. try to disprove these people. Come on, you're, so them you're, you're saying that underwriters, kind of, you're saying UL underwriter laboratories has to come down to the scum and talk about science. We have science, okay? Mm-hmm. We're underwriters laboratory. We're on everything. And we, popular we, we mechanics. We time for that. <laughs> We're too busy putting our stamp on stuff to actually talk science. The fucking mess. Yeah, that that the, if you if you look again, the other things if you look at all the the news outlets that weren't you know told the story mm-hmm. before, also at reacting in real time, like your like the eyewitness example. These people, like Dan Rather, and you know the guys that were watching it go down especially the building seven stuff when every when all the chaos kind of went to a lull for a couple hours and then it was just watching building seven smolder those reactions i find were the most uh convincing mm-hmm. like that they were actually giving you a genuine reaction so they're all saying it they all are saying exactly what we're saying it looks like it's like they disconnected themselves from the fact that it was a terrorist attack and they were looking at it for what it was mm-hmm and they all say they're all saying that it was a controlled demolition. It looks like oh, one of those casinos, you know, when they bring the thing down, you know. Right, and that goes back to like, there's these other, there's apparently these other well-known structural mechanics engineers and all that that are actually accepting the fact that the collapse could have been due to a fire-induced gravity-driven collapse. And I'm, and it almost makes you wonder, like, were these guys paid off before this event occurred? Like, did they know this was going to happen, and someone would? Be like, well, that shouldn't have happened. You would want to think that the circle on this would be as tight as possible. But if you just look at any tragic situation in history, like anytime I think like, oh, you know, th- there's no way they could have gotten this many people on board. I think of Nazi Germany. And I think of, I think it was Stanley Milgram did a uh, psychological, um, he did the whole experiment where it's one guy on the side of the glass and one guy's an actor. And he's hooked up to electrodes and the other person has to like kind of they the doctor keeps telling them to turn it up and turn it up and turn it up and he, and the person usually does it they 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 conform and they you know fall in line and some people obviously do it because they're messed up and want to be part of something but other people i think just kind of fall in line there's none of that going on the, these days they don't realize the implications of their actions and then by that point, they're too far deep that, right. you know, they got you, you know, all anytime you they even sniff somebody talking, they either disappear probably or they get a picture of the outside of their house while they're at work, you know. Right. So to, you could you could have a lot more people than you think involved in something like this willingly or otherwise. And I mean, it probably would only take, you know, 1500 well-connected people to keep this kind of secret. You know, and to get this sort of thing done, like I'm, I'm surprised that the, what me and my four coworkers are able to get done in one week. You know what I mean? And I'm, you know, imagine if I had the full reach of, you know, the federal government. Right. Well, and that's the thing. I mean, look at the, you know, the different whether you want to go black sites or Area 51 type sites. I mean, yep. you get the occasional one or two person that you know tries to be a whistleblower or whatever, but then you know they're labeled a kook or you know whatever right so i mean it's not and again it's one of those you know initially you're like no there's there's no way you know something like this could happen but then if you start thinking of other things like that i mean there's it's (laughs) it 
Yeah, they either say you're crazy or you wind up hanging from your own belt in your closet. Yeah, shot yourself and twice. You know? the yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and stole your own watch. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, it's real easy to get disappeared. It's, yeah. it, it's just insane that the amount of people that still think that the conspiracy is that this or the government knew something was going on and the reason so many people lost their lives was because of some goddamn cover-up that they wanted to use to start a war in another country. Because even even last I, year, I, yeah. I found an article, May 2020, there's a group of engineers and architects that are demanding that NIST retract and correct their statement or their report in 2008 that concluded that Building 7 also collapsed because of weakened steel from the fire of planes right. that crashed. Well, and that's and that's the thing. It, the you know the, the arguments for the twin towers is that you know the planes went into it and caused such a you know hot fire that it melted everything. Well, mm -hmm. there was no plane that went into seven, right? So, and that's why it, it, the the world, the conspiracy world, kind of did the right thing and they latched onto it as the smoking gun. And that's that's what I think woke a lot of people up because there mm -hmm. was it was um. Back in the day, Alex Jones was going around and stuff, but there was people, even New Yorkers, that live in Manhattan that didn't realize that a third plane went down. And I, I mean, I think I don't think it's so much as a battle of whether people know what really happened or not. I think it's like a more of a complacency thing. Because mm -hmm. if uh, even back in the day, I think it was um, like the like five years after or six years after the New Yorker did uh, the New Yorker of all outlets did a poll. If the, if people, if New Yorkers believed the official story of nine 11 and it was 50, 50 hmm. and that was years ago. And right. now there's just so much more information out there that I, I would be surprised if it wasn't closer to 65, 70 now. Right, but we did the poll, again, huh? it comes back to complacency. Do you even care? Like, I don't believe it. You know, my wife doesn't, she, she doesn't believe anything that's on TV, but she doesn't get all up in a tizzy about it. Right. She's like, yeah, I just don't watch it. She's very smart. Very smart woman. <laughs> very smart. But me, I'm here standing in a garage screaming at you two. <laughs> I don't know. I just, you know, the everybody, fact everybody that, needs their outlet. <laughs> the fact that this, like their actual, like official report saying that embers from the other, the Twin Towers landed on building seven and that's why the fire started that collapsed the building it's just mind-boggling they get there especially after going they blew in the wind a butterfly carried them <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but especially how did they get there into... it was like a football field away <laughs> how did they get there right and going in just discussing and going into how the twin towers would have collapsed or not collapsed depending on how you look at it the fact right. that a, a couple of embers were the reason that building seven collapsed is just ridiculous Man, you know how many people are standing at the bottom of that building flicking cigarettes all day? <laughs> just flicking cigarettes? <laughs> Man, there was a lot of stuff going on in those buildings, too. Uh, well, and that's, um, and that's like the big that's the big thing with Building 7 mm -hmm. is what was supposedly, you know, who, who was housed there with different entities and stuff. But, I mean, and that was the whole thing with the World Trade Centers themselves. I mean, that was a huge... Yep. You know, financial, because I, I remember, I, I thought I remember, like, I I think it was like something from Bin Laden was like saying, you know, oh, it was, we're not just trying to, you know, terrorize you with, you know, bringing down some towers. We're, mm -hmm. we're trying to hit you in the wallet. Sure. And, and I mean, you know, right. and again, 
that's this is you know side story because you know again the the means and wants behind it happening is what we're discussing but you know right the fact that it did happen and there was you know consequences afterwards you know for our country right. and across mm-hmm. the world because it was a huge you know in the financial world you know obviously right. in other worlds as well but i mean in the financial world that was a big hit and then seven you had uh, i think was it supposedly like the emergency manager component of NYC was like there. That was like there. Yeah, that's where the uh, that's where Giuliani's office. That's where the mayor's emergency headquarters is. That that's where the, a lot of federal um, offices were. I, I think the Secret Service might have been down there. Right, um, and, and I mean, and you'll find that things. in buildings. I mean, you, you know, if you're, there's one federal agency, that you right. have others. But that was a very you know it was a very hot area, and I I, I believe excuse me they were um, investigating the whole Enron situation. And a lot of the materials, the investigative materials, were located in the complex. I'm not sure. Right. I can't recall if it was in Building 7 or the towers, but it was one or the other or both. Mm-hmm. And, like, yeah, the geopolitical aspect of this has a huge bearing on, Which, like, that, that- you could separate the science, but it's, the those are the two angles that you should be looking, if you're if you're just interested in this topic or just getting into the topic, ignore all the noise and all the fringe stuff and look at the geopolitical implications like this and the financial implications and the science. And that's, when I just pulled you know, it up because I, I remember reading it earlier. It was on September 10th, 2001. Then Defense Secretary Rumsfeld discloses that the... Uh, oh, yeah. <laughs> this is great. That the military department of defense, you know, is unable to account for two point three trillion dollars. Trillion, trillion with a T. You know, you know what they call that? They call that garbage day in the news cycle. <laughs> they try to dump all the bad stories on Friday because nobody right. reads the paper on Saturday. Right. So they just dump all the bad news in the day before this big friggin' thing is about. Right. To and take then you know, I mean, you have cycle. the biggest, the biggest, you know, distraction <laughs> in the world just yeah. happens the next day. So I mean, there's. <sighs> Right. Like I say, I mean, well, again, you know, I mean, we could do right. we could do a whole season just on you know yep. this, and, you know, it's so. And again, that goes to you know, there's just so much intertwined with this that it's you know, it's one right. thing. I, you know, I don't I don't doubt that you know, there's people in the Middle East that want to see us all die, but yeah, I have, I you know, but you it. can mix that in with everything else, and then you have your recipe for disaster, which was you know, nine eleven. I mean, it's well, you needed a boogeyman at the time. Right, everything yeah, was exactly. too good. We were just. We were just post Clinton. Clinton was kind of a groovy president who got blowjobs in the Oval Office. <laughs> and, you know, the economy was humming. And, you know, there was a the whole Somalia thing, but who cares about that? Like, there was, there was, everything was kind of good. Everything was humming. Right. And uh, the project for a new American century was just this think tank of all these globalist Republicans. And there was no way that they were going to be able to propel the next decade or two decades of you know political imperialist agenda if they didn't have this cataclysmic event and yeah. they talk about it in a uh, project for a new american century it was uh, a, a think tank it was conservative uh, relatively conservative think tank of the same players that you see in, on screen you see donald rumsfeld you see um uh the bushes you see all everybody in their whole circle are ari fleischer uh, all those guys kind of, you know, they, everybody's involved in think tanks, but 
you know, very few are this straightforward about what needs right. to happen. You know, so the whole Patriot Act and everything that kind of unfolded after was kind of, you know, nicely previewed in the Project for a New American Century, where they kind of, you know, I, I, I have a feeling like Kissinger was sitting there one day just, you know, and he's like, we need another event. And they need another Pearl Harbor sort of event that would right. propel us to this thing because we weren't, you know, we were we were not going to get involved in the World War. We were going to stay isolationist, yada yada yada. And then Pearl Harbor hits, and all of a sudden, next day, blank check. You know, unequivocal. That's and that's what we saw after 9/11. You know, mm-hmm. we saw rally around the flag. It's a basic, you know, in political science classes, that's what they taught us. You know, there's a couple of principles like that you that governments can use to you know push an agenda and it's you know that event that that knights everybody and just makes them put eagles on their pickup trucks right you know and everybody just kind of gets behind whatever so they got the blank check to go over to the middle east and you know we're still there all right they didn't want another uh, situation that they had back when you know, the Vietnam War was going on, where everyone pretty much hated it and didn't think we should be doing it or be or being there, you know. But uh, you know, something like this would trigger a lot right. more people to get behind the government and starting another war. Well, and I mean, we've we've even said said it previous episodes or maybe over on the vent that you know don't want another nine eleven, but you know nine no. twelve. As far as country unity, you know, for whatever reason, you know, it was there, but you know, nine twelve. You know, everyone, everyone was on the same team, you know? Yep. Yeah. Everybody was on the same team. And it was a good feeling. Right. Despite what just happened, it, it felt good for a while. You know, like we were, everybody was mourning in some way and we took it very seriously and responsibly. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it, it, and I think that's why it's such a good play. It's such a good play is to create this boogeyman and give everybody somebody to root against. Instead right. of rooting against each other, like right now we don't have a boogeyman. You know, we took out ISIS, we did all the shit over, like fuck China, you know, all that stuff. Like we kind of just whatever you thought about Donald Trump, like he kind of just got us out of the world spectrum and kind of was focusing here, not to get political or anything, but you know that sort of feeling where you, we didn't have a boogeyman. He was the boogeyman, mm-hmm. you know. Right. So for we now it's just fight each other because we don't have. You know, an ISIS or whatever. You well, know, that's we don't the thing. Have if, that enemy. When I was just when I just first brought up the you know the nine twelve thing, like yeah, I had a comment from the other room from my wife. She's like, "Well, but that'll never happen, even if it does." You know, because sure. again, because we're so split now that it's it's true. If there was a freaking another nine eleven, somehow somebody you know is going to blame you. The other side. You know, it's not going right. to be it's not going to be a country unifying event. It's just going to split things even more. Problem is now we have another 9/11. Now you're not just like, all right, let's go get them. You're looking around to see like, who's on my side, right? You know, like who's on our side. And it's not just like it's not a color thing. I'm not saying like, oh, I'm looking left and right for brown people. It's just uh, a hey. like an idealistic, right. from an idealistic point of view. If China were to come here and start some and start a scuffle, you kind of be looking around like. There's some people standing next to me that agree with this. You know, right, right. it's not like an over overly. You can't just trust that the American next to you is on your side, right? And that's a it's an interesting thing, a situation that we've created from this whole thing. 
Uh, going so, back like, to building seven and the collapse. Oh yeah. So apparently NIST had reported that the outside frame of the building was more flexible than the inside framing, which is where the elevator shafts are, which How you convenient. are familiar with. And there was yes. a professor of civil civil engineering from McMaster University, his name is Robert Coral, who said that under this, the conditions that were described in the report, the displacement of the outside steel would have only been one inch, not the 6.25 inches NIST claimed, and not enough to cause failure. So essentially he's saying the way the steel was, this building wouldn't have collapsed from just debris from the one World Trade Center falling on it. He's he's arguing that it wouldn't have been an open carbon fire at like 1200 degrees wouldn't have been enough to compromise the two and a half inch steel. No, he's saying the displacement of the steel steel would have been greater or less if it was just the fire. Oh, for just just falling fire. the building. But apparently gotcha. NIST was saying that the displacement was 6.25 inches. And he's saying even that wouldn't have been enough for the building to collapse the way that it did. So NIST had bullshit data mm-hmm. and it's still when it's, that's it's their story and they're sticking to it and sticking <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> well you know what it, no matter how you look at the building seven it, it's it's um it's like the first and last time it's happened and it probably will never happen again like um, you know unless they make it happen again Fingers but crossed. the the building seven itself it's it's the smoking gun because if you if anybody ever, and any of your listeners, if anybody ever tells you that you're a crazy conspiracy theorist, ask them if they knew uh, a third building went down on 9-11. Right. And I bet you they say no. And then I bet you they'll still call you crazy, but then when they go home, they're going to look it up. Right. And if you do think we're crazy conspiracy conspirators, shoot <laughs> right. us an email at operationunknown at gmail. <laughs> Or Operation Unknown yeah. Podcast at gmail.com. Oh, I know we Attention, brought it up last Apple, time. you're crazy. I was just going to ask, uh, yeah. there's something you brought up last time about how the news reported it collapsing. But yeah, it's just um, I got her name earlier and I wanted to say, um, uh, so anyway, the, so there, the BBC is, has live coverage and they're That's shooting That's the it British that Broadcasting office. Channel, not the right. one. Yeah. Not yeah, the, the British Bullshit Channel. <laughs> yeah, the British Bullshit Channel was was um For some on of an, in an office building. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so they're 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 shooting a, a piece about the collapse and they're showing smoke in the background, yada yada. They're reporting that Building Seven, World Trade Center Seven, has collapsed. Meanwhile, it's behind her. Now is this so, video still up? Can I look this? I'm gonna. It look. is. It's there. Um, the last name of the reporter is Stanley. Okay. So it's BBC. I, I I would imagine you can find it on BitChute. It's probably. I saw it earlier today. So if you if you look, they're they're reporting that that building seven has fallen down. I think it's like five thirty in the afternoon, and right. it's still behind them. And that's some funny shit, right? What like you're. There's nothing that you can, there's, you can't recover from that. So I'm sure she got a stern talking to, but um, I, I would imagine that that sort of thing is just what is just like, she didn't know. She didn't know what building seven was. She was mm-hmm. just reporting that something happened. She got whisked to a floor, got told that, you know, this lady isn't on the inside, but then she probably was told about an hour later and then realized, oh shit what have I done? Or it just didn't even register to her. 
Right. You know what I mean? It was probably like, oh, they were going to pull it down anyway. And the implications didn't register. But Right, because why I, would the BBC it, have anything to do with yeah. the conspiracy? And I think that actually was in the Loose Change movie. I think it it very well might have been like mm-hmm. those guys for the for the time did a really really good job at making some fun making a fun video about how, you know how the world was coming to an end. I think that was one of one of the things. It was either in in her in their video or uh, in Alex Jones' video. You could probably still find it. But shoot is a is a plethora of fun conspiracy stuff that you can't get on YouTube because obviously YouTube and all them are cracking down on this sort of stuff. I'm sure they prefer this topic than, you know, say election sort of topics or mm-hmm. anything like of uh, relevance. But yeah, that was a that was a um, a fun little tidbit for people that don't know. It's like, do you you know? And then you show them why is it there? Why is it still there? She's saying it's down. <laughs> I'm trying to think if there was anything else. It doesn't. It just. I don't know. None, none of this makes sense. Everything I've read about the other side of this. As far as conspiracies are going, is it just doesn't the smell test doesn't add up. Obviously, there's video of planes flying into these buildings. We know these hijackers did what they did because they're fucking assholes. Yep. But it's just the, the collapsing. You know, when you read and do the research on it, it just doesn't make any fucking sense. Right, which then and you use your own eyes, man. Right, and that opens gates and doors and windows and rabbit holes to you know it's it's like okay, yeah, it was a terrorist act. If it was just if 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 that was it, okay, said done, boom, they yeah. did that. But right. when you have a potential controlled demo, I don't think they're the ones doing that. Right. You know, so then it right. again it opens up just so much more as to the who, what's, and why's. And again, I mean, you had it was like the day or like the, at least like within the week before there were so many like stocks and stuff that were oh that's another getting sold and, you know and yeah so but again it's you know who knows that something is coming to make that insider trading and it's yeah. just like I, said, I mean it, there's just so many this is the one of the world's largest onions with so many layers to peel it's <laughs> you know that's a great the the financial a- angle of it i always kind of never really looked into any deeper but now that you're bringing it up it's probably it probably be really interesting to go back and look at the level of put options and there was uh, something bets like against, bets against the market you know, I'm not a market guy. Like I am invested, but to, to, to look at all the silly stuff that probably well, went was, on with airlines and et cetera. Like, and, like yeah, I said, just you saying put options, because I don't even know what the hell that is, but I actually read that earlier mm-hmm. right? researching this, and it was something with American that, you know, well, like, uh, whether uh, whether it was everything was dumped right. or, you know, whatever, but there was, there's a lot of, right. again, I mean, there's just so many layers to all this. That mm-hmm. Well, a put option is a bet that a stock will do bad. So if you know an, a situation like this is going to occur and right. you know that American Airlines and United Airlines and gonna get the a, travel a industry, yeah, the tra- tra- travel industry as a whole is going to take a black eye. So you're going to have put options on a Delta at the very least, mm-hmm. and right. you're going to make some money. You know, so you, might, you might not, not so be able to project it, but right. right. But yeah. That, supposedly there was ones on, I, I, I want to say American and United. So, which to and me I, though, I it's like, that's right. Why would you be that obvious? But again, you know, it's like, yeah, let's, let's put it on Delta instead, but yeah. you know, even who's going to stop me. That's right. the thing. There's a show that I've watched on uh, Showtime called billions. And it's about a hedge fund, ma- hedge fund manager. Who, Is that the one with the rock? 
No, it was Damian Lewis. But oh. his the whole thing. Don Cheadle. You know, spoiler. <laughs> oh no, 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 yeah, yeah. Spoiler yeah. alert: His hedge fund got as big as it did, and he got as rich as he did to make the billions. The name of the show is because of insider training dur- during nine eleven. So he okay. got rich off of nine eleven, and a lot of people hate him for it. Well, and I think there's a lot of people that got rich <laughs> off it. Excuse me, sir. And there's that's always the case. If you look at if you look at just the current situation we're in in the pandemic, and not to bring it up too long, but there's more billionaires into this pand- pandemic than there's ever been. So now the people that went from millionaire to billionaire, it it skyrocketed. Mm-hmm. And all these billionaires like Bezos and, and Gates and all them, they've only doubled and tripled their net worth. C- cumulative net worth. Right. So well, to well, say Bezos that was people don't. Half, right? <laughs> <that's>, yeah. <laughs> Never let a good crisis go to waste. <laughs> yep. We've, we've, we've heard that before. So when you I think that when, was, um, yeah, never mind. When you, when you see building seven collapse the way that it did compared to the twin towers, it's not as big a building yet. The damage that the building sustained was almost identical. You know, even with this building that was a little smaller than the twin towers or a lot smaller, you know, there are physicists and engineers and all that shit out there saying, why weren't there any asymmetrical disjointed, beams or any of that shit and why did it just kind of free fall the way that the twin towers did and that building as far as i know wasn't built the way the twin towers were to be this fucking like unbreakable fucking building you know yeah it was newer and about a third like a quarter of the size right so it was probably even you know if anything it had even less reason to collapse but there's the one thing that stood out that was pointed out i'm not sure if jones pointed it out but when the building, the way the building set up, it's kind of like a rectangular shape, like a hotel almost with a flat face. And at the top, there's, um, you know, like a head house sort of mm. on the top where I guess utilities and fan rooms and elevator machine rooms and yada yada. And that when, when you see the collapse, you see, you see it kind of crimp. And then you see that kind of just the first thing that disappear. And then it just comes down just perfect. Like you could put a level on it and just kind of, you couldn't have drawn it up any better. It just goes down even again, just use your eyes and it just goes down. Boom, boom, boom. And and then, and the man on the street aspect where they were saying you, you can always parse language and you can always deny later. That's what these, these figureheads are so good at saying, Oh, well, of course the Republican or the whoever is going to say, that I'm saying this, but I was actually saying that. But when, you know, Larry Silverstein is saying the word pull and the fire department saying the word pull, and that's a, a common controlled demolition term for when they're going to pull a building. Mm-hmm. The common right. term, it may be a coincidence, but if you believe in coincidence, then you're listening you know, to the wrong show. You listen, I was just going to say, you listen <laughs> to the wrong guys. Right. right. And that's, yeah, and that's, you know, there may be another coincidence Coincidence people might think of as, oh, well, sure. a building is a building. If it collapses, it's going to collapse the same way, you know, because Building 7 wasn't hit by a plane, last I checked, yet it collapsed. Well, if it was going to collapse, it was going to collapse the same way, it wouldn't have collapsed because it doesn't do that. Right. If it was, if it was like, oh, you know, they collapsed the same way as all the other buildings. Well, wait, they're the first ones and the only ones ever. Oh, okay. Except the the one in Spain that burned for like forty seven hours and is probably still there, uh, you know. There's all there's ones there's examples all over the place, and I, I'm sure I could pull them up and send them to you in an email. Right. But 
<laughs> I mean, there's ones that burn for like three days straight and are still there. You know, it's just like, you know, it's nothing. It's not useful, but they're, they didn't collapse into their own perfectly powdery dust footprint. Right. Well, that would be one of my biggest questions. If it, You know, if I was going to question everything that went on that day is why did Building 7 collapse the exact same way the two towers did, but that pl- building wasn't hit by a plane? My whole argument would be like, well, your argument is the Twin Towers collapsed the way that they did because planes hit it. Okay, but you're telling me right. the same thing happened to Building 7, but that wasn't hit by a plane. And then they just, there's nothing. It was morning. It was morning the other two. It felt no, like, its pain. It felt yeah. the pain of the planes and just decided to fall anyway. Or, or you could look at the insurance policy that Larry Silverstein took out for the whole mm-hmm. complex. That included a terrorism clause for, I, I think he made like $5 billion, mm-hmm. um, to build the brand new Freedom Tower. So wow. kudos to that guy for being like yeah, the so luckiest insurance yeah, buyer ever. The only person great, to not regret foresight. buying insurance. <laughs> yeah. Right, yeah. right. That was some very good foresight. I, you know... Yeah. I'm not saying he does. He knows any Mossad guys, but I would imagine Silverstein's kind of connected. He owns a lot of stuff downtown, mm-hmm. and they're all kind of connected. The secure comm angle that was your favorite last time with the Marvin Bush. Right. Um, he ran secure comm. Um, there's uh, Silverstein, you know, all over buildings downtown, Wall Street and Exchange and uh, uh, Broad Street. So uh, and there's secure. There, I mean, when I was working, there was secure comm signs everywhere so you know my 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 only other thing the the thing that popped up on me recently was um tactical nukes with the thermite you can make it pulverize into a footprint mm-hmm. but my problem was that the pile i th- i would have thought that the pile would have been bigger and that it would have been some of the video that, that that i saw where it was steel beams being thrown out if you look at the the projectile out as as it's collapsing mm-hmm. There should have been a lot more beams and like hunks of beams. Like even if they were perfectly cut or whatever, there should have been a lot more hunks of beams. But you see when they're coming out of the smoke or coming out of the what used to be the building, they're kind of almost vaporizing in your like right in front of you. They're they're right. they're either vaporizing or disappearing into the pyroclastic smoke. But it looks like some of these some of this material is just turning into you know, atoms. It's just atomized. I, I always wondered if they didn't use tactical nukes. Mm-hmm. I don't know anything about them or like how precision they could be, but that was something that crossed my path. That was another, you know, idea. Obviously it might might have been used in concert with the thermite or the nanothermite or the thermate or whatever they used. But um I don't know, maybe um you guys could uh Oh, don't worry. There's so much shit that goes into this, just like we said before with the the insider trading and the buildings collapsing. And then there's, you know, the fucking asshole who decided to buy the property or own it and take out insurance specifically Uh for something like this shortly before it happens. I'm sure that, that we could probably do another one or two at least episodes on this shit and still not even talk about the same stuff. Right. And that's the problem. This was a good This was a good focus for for this particular episode because i feel like we started to at the end of the other episode we started to like kind of really get into this sort of angle of it yeah it was like an over the pants uh, rub now we took it out right now it's (laughs) (laughs) so there's a couple more bases to get to so (laughs) hey 
we're we're going steady now, and we're all going steady now. <laughs> all right, but yeah, I mean, you know, I'd like to believe that it was all terrorists, and that's all it ever was. It's you know, it's the only reason I know you, Birdman, and our editor in chief there, uh, Mister Hack Daniels. But I don't know. There's just too much other shit at play here. And right. There's other people way smarter than I am that are talking about this. Yeah. If they're talking about it. Maybe I should at least give them the courtesy to look into it, or we should. Right. And now we're we're doubling up on that at least by talking about it as well. Indeed. <sighs> Fucking nine yeah. million, man. I can't and believe that should is- be and that last point that should be the case with everything you look at in nowadays. Mm-hmm. You should not just believe the noise, you should not just follow the herd. You should believe the people you should believe the people you feel are trying to be altruistic and be genuine. Mm-hmm. If you have an agenda I don't want. Any, I got nothing to do with you. Whatever you got to say, I, it it can't be talk. science to me. Right. right. I agree. So with you. If these engineers and scholars are out there risking their careers, sure they might sell a couple of DVDs in here and there. But there's there, there's reputation. A, a better intention. There's yeah. a better intention there when you're willing to give it give it all up to get a message out. And I'll believe that person over the TV any day. Yep, that's a good closing point. Very well done, sir. Thanks. Thanks this is why man. we have you on the second time. <laughs> you know, that being I said. I love this stuff. Yeah. It's, it's fun. the 20th anniversary this year, and we're still talking about it, and we're Hard still talking about the possible conspiracies of it, which is insane to me. But uh, here we are, and I still can't believe it's been 20 years. Right. Yeah. But, uh, Mr. Rob, I'd like to thank you for joining us again. Yeah, thank you again. Oh, thank you, guys. Uh, it's, it's always a great time. Thank you, guys. I miss you. I miss the hell out of you, Bill. I know. I miss you guys, too. And so does our baseball t- our softball team. Misses you dearly. <laughs> you better get we'll your ass out the Jays out this week, and we got, we, got, we, got, we got beat up on Sunday. Oops. We miss you. See, I know how to play, Sparrow. <laughs> I never doubted it, man. No, no, I'm just saying. Wait till he gets in the swing of it, dude. The kid hits bombs. Uh, Birdman, please I'll, do I'll, me the I'll favor. See you, I'll see you in like, what, 18 hours? Yeah, that's fine, but do me a favor know. first. What? Let our listeners know how mm. they can tell other people to listen to us because we talk tell, about tell, good I shit. mean, tell your friends, tell your friends of the family, tell your family friends, and tell your family. Do that right. Your friends, your family, your friends, your friends, the family and family friends. Yeah, that's all of them. That's that should be everybody you know. Yeah, look us up on all the different podcast platforms. Um, there's numerous ones: Spotify, Apple, iHeartRadio, um, Buzzsprout, Buzzsprout, not Buzzfeed. Yeah, Buzzfeed. You can go to Buzzfeed and like take a quiz to find out what kind of pineapple pizza you are. Or <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, Operation Unknown <laughs> podcast. Google it, search it, you'll find us. And then uh, we are on the Instagram, same name, Operation Unknown Podcast. And yeah, Facebook will be coming around one of these days. Maybe maybe that'll be a project for us while we're together this week. Mm, maybe. Yeah, we'll see. Probably not. There's, but yeah, it, go on go on iTunes, review us, give us five yes, stars, leave, four leave stars, whatever you say. You should know. hear screaming in the background yeah. probably. And we encourage yeah, so. people like Rob, who is our guest, to do the same. Indeed. Spread the word. Wait, you were spread the word. You were recording this the whole time. <laughs> <laughs> You're doing it wrong. <laughs> yeah, but uh, no. Again, seriously, guys. though, you know, we appreciate everyone that still listens and tells other people to listen. Whether you like the research we do, as half-assed as it may seem, sometimes because we do drink during these episodes, 
or whether you just like Birdman's fucking witty remarks every now and then. Well, they're, and they're his, all his digressions. They're all, all alcohol induced. <laughs> so if you don't like the drinking, then I mean they go hand in hand. So <laughs> well, either way, we appreciate it. We hope yes, you guys keep listening. So. We have a very, very exciting season three coming up, which we're not even telling the commander in chief about, and I'm really fucking excited about. Indeed. Uh but yeah, we're almost done. We got what, two more episodes for the season and then uh We'll let everyone know towards the end here when the season three should be ready to go. Yep, yep. All right. Yeah, like I said, I'll, on that see, you, I'll see you in mere right. hours. See you tomorrow. All right. You guys have a good night. <laughs> everyone take care. Hoorah. <laughs> <laughs>